Hello, friends. I'm Luke, and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org. From Holy Family HTX, an Episcopal church for people without a church, this is the Holy Family Podcast, a collection of ideas about leading a Jesus-centered life. We clearly explore the church's understandings while bringing our own questions, curiosities, and doubts, and we never demand fake agreement. Theological exploration is just better that way. So, let's take a moment of silence as we get ready to contemplate today's ideas. I want to tell you about the most important big picture from the Bible as I know it. God is bringing all things together in Christ. I don't think it is, but if that were my last sentence to you, that's probably in my Mount Rushmore of options of what it would be. Don't forget, God is bringing all things together in Christ. Let's look at each of those. God is bringing all things together. We call all things creation. The heavens, the earth, the galaxies, the rivers, the atoms, the solar systems. If you can name it, God is bringing it. And if God is bringing all things, then it is obvious that God is bringing all people to the righteous and definitely the unrighteous, the saints and the sinners, your friends and your enemies, the living and the dead. God is bringing all things. But God is bringing all things together. We call together communion. Communion is not just what we do at this altar with bread and wine. As we sang in the procession just now, God's very self is communion. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So what we do at the altar is is an instantiation of what God is doing everywhere, all the time. Communion is really not about you as an individual thinking about how Jesus died for you. No disrespect to the church that raised me. 
Communion is about being with God, and communion is about being with other people in a constant, never-ending communion. God is bringing all things together. But God is bringing all things together in Christ. We call Christ the truly human one. The one who showed us what it is to be truly human is God in the flesh, showing us a way of life that beckons us to become more deeply human rather than to continue to settle for all of the dehumanizing ways that we fall into. God is bringing all things together in Christ. Thus, God is bringing all of creation into a communion with the truly human one. We call that salvation. Perhaps you have noticed that when it comes time for communion, after we pour the wine into the cup, we also add a little water. You don't have to, but it's become the custom in the Episcopal Church. And the wine is the blood of Christ. And the water prefigures our baptisms. This water and this wine gets incorporated together in the single cup into a communion. That is the big picture on the altar. All of God's creation coming together and being incorporated into a union with God's Son, Jesus Christ. So what happens when we resist God's mighty acts of communion? Well, if we wrote the story, God would ban us or God would shun us for resisting God's communion. And that's because we're really not all that creative of a people. That's what we always do. You give us half a chance, we will ban and shun and that's just what we do. But the weird thing about this God is that it only makes God want to come even closer to us. Today's Romans reading that Gina read for us said, Our salvation is nearer than ever before. Weirdly, even when we resist God, that just makes God want to be closer to us. What a weird God. When we break down communion... When we broke down, God came to us one-to-one in the Garden of Eden. Then God came with one or two others in Abraham and Moses. Next, God brought along all of the prophets of Israel. This God keeps coming back with a bigger and bigger crowd to draw us more deeply into communion. And then decisively, God came face to face with us in Jesus Christ. And Jesus did not condemn us, but told us a true story about ourselves. And what did we do? We lashed back. We got violent and we killed the truth-telling God. We said, "Uh uh-oh, we know what to do with you. And we banned this God and we shunned this God put them on a cross and said, no thank you. 
But true to form, this God was not held back by our worst violence. James Allison said, God does not respond in approval to Jesus' death. I know you might have heard that along the way, but God does not actually approve of Jesus' death. God, in fact, so strongly disapproves of this unjust murder that God resurrected Jesus. Oh, that's what you've got. Watch this. God rejected our murderous ways by going so far as to, well, as we sing at communion, his, the body who's breaking undoes death. It breaks death itself open. Ruins it. We are the ones who are lost to the myth of sacred violence, but God is not like us. God brings us out of our violence into resurrection for the sake of communion. And because God wanted communion with us more than anything, the spirit of the one who is in you raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And Jesus' resurrection from the dead is God's ultimate message of wanting communion even when we keep saying we don't want to be in communion with God. Something about this God that refuses to leave us isolated and without communion is just strange enough to make me interested in this God. How about you? Here is Jesus doing what God does best, continuing to show up with more and more friends until we are overwhelmed by love. Now, it is tempting to read Jesus' instructions to say, now, and eventually you got to treat these people like they're tax collectors and Gentiles. It's very tempting to think, oh, good, there you go. Jesus told me I can ban and shun them all I want. Well, if you've ever been on the receiving end of well-intended banners, you know that doesn't always feel great. Never forget, Jesus, what does actually Jesus say about tax collectors? Oh, yeah, I've been sent to hang out with them because I love them. And unless you are Jewish, you quite literally are Gentile. So be careful saying, oh yeah, let's get all the Gentiles out. It's gonna be an empty room, friends. I advise you to proceed with caution unless you're trying to ban yourself to be treated like a Gentile and a tax collector. Because when Jesus treats Gentiles and tax collectors, he treats them with radical love and welcome. Because his goal for them is what? Communion. And if God is bringing all of creation into communion with Jesus, the truly human one, well then of course God is bringing a Gentile like me into communion. And of course God is bringing tax collectors like you into communion. Jesus Christ is making us more truly human. friends. And instead of assuming that somebody else is going to sin against you, maybe it's better for us to assume that we're going to be the ones who sin against others sometimes. And when we sin against someone, we are breaking down the communion that God gave us. And if someone tells us that we are breaking down the communion, it's going to be tempted to feel like we're being called out. But Jesus says, no, actually you're being called back in to communion. You and I don't have to create unity, friends. Take that burden off your shoulders. 
I've never met anyone that could do it anyway. God has already created the unity in Jesus. You and I have the challenge of figuring out how to live in the unity that God gives rather than continuing to resist the union. It takes real courage and humility to listen to how we have resisted being in communion with one another. But God is bringing all things together in Christ. So you and I should not excommunicate ourselves from God's dream of being in communion with all things, ourselves included. find more resources to help you lead a Jesus-centered life at holyfamilyhtx.org. Again, it's holyfamilyhtx.org.